welcome to the Social Advice Podcast with your host, Rock Mitchell. Enjoy intriguing conversations and dialogue surrounding faith, fashion, technology, current events, culture, self-help, and motivation. And remember this one thing. Don't take that long to get right, shorty. Welcome to the show. This is Wade the Bar Radio. You're listening to Rock Mitchell on the Social Advice Podcast, where it don't take that long to get right, shawty. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your host, Rock Mitchell. We're back for another amazing episode of the Social Advice Podcast, where it don't take that long to get right, shorty. It's me, your one and only host, Rock Mitchell. We're back at it. I want to appreciate everybody for listening to the podcast and being a part of this family. We are making a change in the world, ladies and gentlemen. We're spreading good joy. We're spreading good information. And the world is changing. We're doing good things. We appreciate that, that you being a part of that. Now, I want to jump right in. The last uh, podcast that we had was with uh, Coop. Uh, and we were talking about Seeds of Promise. Don't worry. We're going to be back. We're going to do more with Coop, Seeds of Promise. Um, we just got a few episodes in between. We're going to bring him back. Uh, I do want to jump right into today's episode. But before we do that, I want to make sure that everyone is taking advantage of the content that we're putting out on social media. I am on Instagram at Rock Mitchell. That's R-O-C-K-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. As well as I am on Twitter. Same thing, Rock Mitchell, R-O-C-K-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L. Um, check us out on YouTube. It's the Rock uh, Rock Mitchell Online. We're doing some amazing things there. We're going to be putting some amazing content up there. We just posted something today, actually. Um, we're going to be going to Ghana, which I've been talking about on the podcast for some time now. And so we've decided to document that process. Wow, this is where the crowd goes wild, right? And in documenting that process, the first episode of Road to Ghana, which is the name of the vlog, is me going to meet up and get my uh, my shots, my, my vaccinations. And um, it turns out that as getting my, getting my vaccinations, I uh, became very good friends uh, with uh, the young lady who gave me my vaccination. Shout out to Lauren. And it turns out that her and her husband have started a company called 500 More. I'm going to get them on the podcast. But what they do is they're an engineering firm and they have designed their first product, which is called the Keynote. And the Keynote is a speaker that is uh, small enough to go on your key ring. However, it is twice as loud and clear as the iPhone. It's an amazing product. I've seen it. I've heard it. I've heard it from across the room, and I was pleasantly surprised. I am going to purchase one. They are currently on Kickstarter, and uh, they're looking for the first 100 backers are going to be able to get the get the keynote for just $49. So you want to make sure that you get your hands on one of those. $49, bucks. you can't beat it. Um, you put it on your keys, uh, and it's not like cumbersome on your keys where it's like, ah, I don't want to put this in my pocket. It's like... It's really nice. It's not going to bog down your key ring, even when you put it in the ignition, if you still have a car that has an ignition for you to put a key into. 
It's not going to put weight on that. It's a beautiful, beautiful item. And the good thing about it is they're on Kickstarter and they're located here in Baltimore and they need our support. So we need you to go on over to 500 more, F-I-V-E-H-U-N-D-R-E-D-M-O-R-E. It's like the song. I asked them, what, 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 what is the, uh, what that name come from? They said, it's like the song. And I would walk 500 more. Yeah, I know the song. And um, so that's the name of the company. It's 500more.com. You can, you can get to the Kickstarter from there. So shout out to uh, our good friends over at 500 More. That's Lauren and Sean. Uh, great things from them. Follow them on social media as well as 500 More. Okay, so got that out of the way. Great people there. Um, yes, let's talk a little bit more about Ghana really quickly. So, you know, we're going to Ghana and some people have been reaching out and thank you for everyone who purchased tickets to our event. It was a, a great bash. We had a great time. Davon Fleming was an amazing guest, even down to having our host, which was, uh, 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 Erica Austin Bell. Um, I mean, I'm sorry, Erica Austin. Oh God. Oh, God, she really, she is going to kill me if I don't. Buck, Erica Austin, Buck. Forgive me, Erica. So, she did an amazing job. You'll see some content come up uh, very soon about that. All right, so if you want to donate, we're, we're not leaving until March, and we're going to keep everything open, all of our lines of donation open, website, everything's going to be open until March. You can go to hopemissionsghana.com. I'm sorry, .org, hopemissionsghana.org. And make a sizable donation. We need your assistance. Well, what do you need my money for? We're building a school bathroom there. It's the Diamond Gold Primary School. And we're going to build them a restroom. They don't have a restroom in the school. So we're going to build that. Um, town of Kamasi. We're going to... Um, we're going to... If I get it wrong, please forgive me. But we're going to be d- digging a, a well there. Um, we're going to be putting... Um, uh, computers in each classroom um, in that school. We're going to uh, making sure that we give away 90 book bags, full book bags. I mean, we're just trying to make an international difference. And this year, we're starting with Ghana. Next year, it'll be somewhere else. Um, but we're changing lives over at Hope Mission. So we appreciate the help that you guys give us by donating to us. Um, as well, you can always reach out to me at rockmitchell uh, at me.com or rockmitchellonline at gmail.com if you need to get in touch with me or you want to be on the show or official social advice at gmail.com. I got a lot of email addresses. All right, with that being said, we're going to jump right into today's episode. Today's episode will not be long. It's just me today, and I'm talking about a following up on a video that I did on my Instagram page. I want you to go, and I want you to listen to this video. I want you to listen to the video, and... um, the reason I want you to listen to it is because um, I got a lot of good feedback on this video. People are saying, hey, man, well, we're glad that you talked about your story. And so basically the, the name of today's podcast is how to start small and win big, how to start small and win big. Rock Mitchell's road to where he is, basically. Um, and it's the story of really how I have matriculated through the corporate space from being a a a, a blue collar worker into working my way into um, 
more of the corporate space where I'm doing a lot of important business, not just for myself, but also for a Fortune 500 company. So this story, this story starts with me being at Staples and um, I was working at Staples as like an 18 year old. Right. And I was in the electronics department. I was doing I'm not going to say I was doing well, but for an 18 year old. Um, I was on my way to running the electronic side of the house at Staples, and I felt good about that. I was going to school at the same time I was at the illustrious Coppin State University. Currently, at the time I was going, it was Coppin State College, and um, I don't even remember. I think I had a conversation with my best friend. Shout out to Dr. Aaron Hanna, and he says to me, he says, Rock, um, you should apply for BGE. So I applied for BGE. I don't even remember what I applied for. I just applied, and I didn't hear anything for, like, months. And then out of nowhere, I get a call. I think it's, like, in August. I get a call from BGE um, that says, hey, we want to offer you a job. So I said, hey, I'll take that job. I like jobs. I'll take the job. And uh, and so I took the job. I didn't start to January. Um, but, but this is the kicker. The kicker is that they said in order to get the job, I remember like it was, like it was yesterday. I was standing in the living room at my parents' house and they said, okay, Mr. Mitchell, this is HR BGE. How are you? I said, I'm doing well. They said, um, we want to offer you a job. I said, okay. And what is the job? That will a meter reader. Um, and you would start at about $23,000 a year and, um, you would get full benefits and you would be, um, required to have a vehicle. Um, and then that's in my mind, she's talking and I can't hear anything else because at the time, um, I had a vehicle, but it wasn't working. Right. And so I said, I said, well, currently my vehicle is down. Um, so she says, uh, so we'll, we'll, we'll go ahead and I guess we have to call the next person on the list. You really do need a car for this particular job. I said, oh man. Okay. So I got off the phone and right when I got off the phone with them, my dad walks into the room and he says, who was that? I said, well, it was BGE. He said, what did they want? I said, they offered me a job. He said, whoa, that's congratulations. I said, yeah, I, I had to turn it down because I didn't have a, I, I don't, they, I need to have a car. I don't have a car. He says, you idiot, <laughs> call them back and call them back and tell them you'll take the job. You'll have a car. Now I'm thinking, and I'm talking to my dad, like dad, I don't have a car. What do you mean? At the time, my dad had just bought the uh, um, Chrysler C300. C, uh, and if you know about that back then, that was the baby Bentley. You had one of them, you was popping. That was like having a C, uh, uh, an S-Class, you know, and this thing was like $45,000. It was beautiful. And my dad let me take this job and drive his his his, his uh, Chrysler C300. Uh, he had the, uh, the the top of line version. He let me drive this thing to work. If he wasn't taking me, he would let me drive it. And then it got to the point where it was like, all right, Dad, I don't even feel comfortable. Like, I was driving routes, which means, like, I would drive from our house, which is in Baltimore, East Baltimore, to our office, which was in, oh, my God. The office was in originally in Arundel, uh, Anne Arundel County. Our office was in Anne Arundel County, and it was, like, near the mall. So I was getting up in the morning and I was driving like 25 miles from my house, probably more than that. It was a good 40 minute drive from my house to, um, 
to the office, and then from there, they would give me a route in, like, Chesapeake Beach, which, which is an hour away from there. So I was putting a good probably 200-some-odd, 300-some-odd miles on my dad's car every day. And I said, Dad, I can't do this. I, I just, it just doesn't, doesn't feel right. So he said, no worries, I'll still take you to work in the morning. So he took me to work in the morning. And at that time when you were just starting, you wouldn't get a, a company vehicle to read meters. You had to either have your own vehicle. I told him I had one. So, But I went in and I said, listen, I don't have my car. Can you guys give me a loaner vehicle? Right? And so they said, I made friends with the folks who did the computer stuff. And they were like, yes, this person called out. Here, take their company car. <laughs> Took their company car, uh, did the work, came back. Next day, hey, can you help me out? I did this probably six months, and then they said, you know what? Here's this car is yours, and they gave me a a little uh, they gave me a little Geo Metro or something, and I rode that around for like three months till that broke down, and they gave me a brand new Saturn View, right? And all I did was stay committed to the fact that it was a humble beginning, and I always learned that if you ever get with this company, you don't ever want to leave them, right? Um, even if you start your own businesses, you don't want to leave them because the insurance, the pay, everything is just right, right? But I'm at I'm nineteen twenty at this time, and and each each month or each each year I'm getting an, a considerable raise. But then it gets to the point where I'm not doing good in terms of um, my health because I had lost sixty pounds. It was a lot of wear and tear on my knees. It was a lot going on. And so my doctor says to me, he says, Mitch, your knees are like really bad. Um, either you need to change your career path or um, you're going to really need a knee replacement in like two or three years. And I'm like, I'm 20. What do you mean a knee replacement in two or three years? And so what ends up happening is that um, we, uh, um, we talk to our supervisor. He wants me to get a new job anyway, so... Um, not, not out of anything negative, but he just wants me to advance in my career. I'm a young guy. He wants me to do well. So we find a spot in the call center, right? And by the time that I, by the time that I had, this is like two or three years later, I've been doing this job, right? By the time I find this job at the call center, I'm making 40,000 reading meters for a 22, 23 year old. That's not bad. 40 grand, not bad. Um, and I was still living at, I was still, um, no, let me, let me back up a little bit. So I ended up getting married the same year that I got the job. My wife took all of my money to pay for this wedding. So I'm married. I have a house. I'm sorry. I, I live in the house with my parents. And, uh, so this whole situation is I'm married. I have a, I have a wife. Um, I have a little career going. I had, I had stepped out of school for a little bit so I could get this career path going. And what ends up happening here is I end up going to the call center and I had to take a $20,000 pay, no, 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 $15,000 pay deduction in order to get into the call center because they started, they couldn't bring me in as a lateral, um, making 40 because nobody they were bringing in was making 40. They had bring me in at like 25,000. And at the time I'm asking my wife, like, Ooh, babe, I don't know if I want to take a $25,000 pay cut. And, and, and so I remember the only reason that helped me make that decision is I remember when my dad told me, he said, listen, sometimes for you to go forward, you got to be willing to take a step back. I'm going to say that again. In order for you to go forward, you're going to need to be able to sacrifice and take a step back. So I did that. And in the year of uh, 2009, 
I went to the call center and within one year, I learned all of the skills in the call center and became a specialist about a year and a half. Um, from there, my, my supervisor noticed like, Ryan, you really have the gift of speaking and instructing and, and really giving people, you know, motivation and stuff. So I said, this is what we want to do. Um, I want you to come in because at the time I was a mobile, I was working from home, um, taking calls for the company. Excuse me, that's my computer going off. And, um, I said, you know what? All right, I'll come in. And they said, do you want to train a class of new hires? So they put me with the best trainer they had, which at the time was a lady by the name of Shelly Wright. It's my girl. And um, I sat under her and kind of learned the ropes of really being a people person, really meeting somebody for the very first day, meeting 30 people for the very first time and commanding a room and have them absolutely eat out of the palm of your hand, wanting to know everything you said. And um, uh, she taught me that. And after one of two classes with her, I did it by myself, and um, I was training groups of 40 and 40 people, 30 people, 15 people, and I became a very good trainer. My name went out all over the country. Hey, this guy's an incredible trainer. Have him come to your back office meetings, to your field meetings. He can instruct basically anything. So I was a really good speaker, really good instructor, And and but I had done this role temporarily. I was, I was getting a little bit of a pay increase, but I, it wasn't a... Um, I did not get the official role, right? You know how you do a temporary job and you say, oh, I'll take the job, but it's not uh, 100% yet. So I had this temporary role. I was happy about it. And then they opened the position and I hired, I, I, I applied for it and I got the job and I became an amazing trainer full time. And all the folks who I learned to train with, they moved on. And I was like one of the premier guys, you know, just training all over the company, training new uh uh, call center, training in the field, training in the back office, doing special projects, just enjoying my career, not really thinking about, not really thinking about um, advancement, but just enjoying the ride. Sometimes in order for you to really get to where you want to be, you can't worry about the advancement so much as just enjoying where you are. And that's what God can see. God likes it when we're, when we're content. He likes when we, we've settled in him and, 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 you know, God, whatever your plan is for me, I'm going to let that be your plan. I'm going to just do the best job I can do at what I'm doing now. And that's what I did, man. That's really what I did. And um, the whole time I had a really good friend who was, at the time, I made friends with him. Um, he was working in social media at our company, and he wasn't a leader or anything, but I just liked the way he handled business. He was about 10 years older than me. He wasn't in a leadership position. But we just connected, and I said, man, wherever you go, I'm going to go. It was almost like a like a biblical type of thing, right? And so he says, okay. So he ended up getting role as a manager. He went from being not a leader at all. He didn't become a supervisor. He became a manager. He got a manager's role. And in getting manager's role, he used to always reach out to me and say, hey, can you help me with this? Can you help me with that? And I used to say, yeah, man, whatever you need, man. Um, I'll take care of it. And what happened is my role as a trainer would allow me to have this wealth of information <clears throat> that was very beneficial to him and those that he served. And so in his manager role, he would always call on me. And, and, and so um, he had ended up getting a group of people that he was managing and managing another department. He was managing two departments at one time that he kind of merged together. And um, and uh, what ended up happening is the, they put a, a job opening for his department. 
And this department is not just like a regular department. It's a it's a pretty swanky job. It's a it's a you know it's a six figure salary. It's a it's a uh, come in when you really when you want to come in. Um, company credit card, a lot of travel. Um, you sit down with <clears throat> everywhere from the janitor. <clears throat> Excuse me, everybody from the janitor to the CEO of Fortune 500 companies. They, everybody knows who you are. You're, you're meeting with the governor. You're meeting with the, you know, the mayor's office. You know, you have friends at the, the uh, uh, economic development offices. You, you're doing a lot of significant work. You're going and speaking and representing the company. And I said, you know what? I want this job. I prayed about it. I said, God, I want this job. I told my friend I wanted this job. I told his boss I wanted this job. And... Um, they, they, uh, I did not have the degree needed for this job, but hey, when God wants to give you something that's yours, it's yours, right? So he, they, uh, they, I put in for it and I got the job, people. I got the job and I've been in that role for about going on two years now and it allows me, I mean, before I was doing well. Now, when I took that pay cut to go to the call center, I rebounded, I mean, I rebound. I very quickly. I made way more money than I was making as a meter reader. Remember that was like forty. So I was making way more than that in the in the call center, and then way more than that as a trainer. But then I jumped up more when I went to uh, I jumped up more when I went to this new department. And I say all that to say that's just the first leg of the journey. I say all that to say this: you have to be good with taking a lesser role. Right, you got to be good in a support role. You have to be good humbling yourself to someone else. You can't always be the boss. You can't always be the top dog. Sometimes you have to say, "What can I do to help this situation?" And if that means taking a back seat, take the back seat because ultimately people are going to say, "If that person can follow, I'm pretty sure when it's their time, they'll be able to lead." Not talking too much, but when it's time to talk, being very eloquent, um, writing well, doing all the things needed to be done doing it well I mean I, there's been times where I've gone and represented our company and represented our VPs um, and they people ask for me specifically to come <clears throat> and that's because of starting small and getting a knowledge base what the, a good thing about starting small and and let me record this I'm gonna put this on video so you can see it on my Instagram a very good thing about starting small is that starting small allows you to learn all of the fine print, all of the small things that go along with the job. And as you grow, your knowledge grows with you. If you want to come into something and you think you're going to go straight to the top, please believe me, you're going to fall a lot faster because there is nothing in between you and the ground. But when you take the stairs, you know each individual step so you can get yourself back there. And what happens is when people try to jump the line, don't worry about them. They can't stay that long because they don't have the substance that's needed to take them and keep them there. You want to take each step. You want to take each individual position and live the life God called you to live with the knowledge he called you to live. Our people are destroyed because of a lack of what? A lack of knowledge. So that knowledge of going into the call center, that knowledge of going into the field, that knowledge of being a trainer allowed me to be in the position I am now. And I don't stop here. I go to another level, whether that be a full manager position. Do I want that? I don't know. But what I do know is that 
the money's taken care of. I know that the, the my, my time is taken care of. Um, I know that my relationships are good because I took the advantage took advantage of humbling myself and taking a very small job. So with that being said, um, a lot of us have entrepreneurial ambitions. I know that I do. Hold on one second. I know that I have entrepreneurial ambitions. And those entrepreneurial ambitions are really because of, you know, just who my dad and mom are, what's in my blood, right? Um, But I also know that in order to be a very good entrepreneur, you have to have capital. And you can't have capital um, if you don't have a source, you know. You, You just can't jump into something. And what my career has allowed me to do is to start Rocket Life Media. It's allowed me to start uh, Anywhere Everywhere Fitness with my wife. It's allowed me to write a book and fund it myself. I'm writing another book now called, um, this book is called, uh, you know what, I'm not going to tell you what it's called. You'll see it when it comes out. Um, I'm writing another book now, which is going to be 100% self-funded. Um, it, it allows me to go to Africa with, with friends and serve the African community, um, all paid for out of my pocket, you know, um, I'm paying my own way. We're just asking for donations to help us put these, put this bathroom up and all those other things. But having a good career, starting small and just living your life one day at a time will help you. And, you know, you think that you don't have time. Trust me, you have time. You have time. Um, people say, well, you don't have time. Listen, you always have time to start small. Because it, 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 it humbles you. It, it, it shows you how to deal with certain people. Um, a lot of times people don't have interpersonal skills. The roles that I, was, that, I, uh, that I facilitated helped me to have interpersonal skills, to know how to deal with the, the person who has a lesser role and the person who has a very significant corporate role. I know how to uh, vacillate between the two um, because I've worked in both of those Spheres, and what happens is I've noticed I know someone did not climb the stairs when I deal with them, and they're very um, nasty, or they don't have um, a, a good a good demeanor. I'll say that one more time because I want to put that on video. I personally know that someone has not climbed the stairs of success, and they just got there on their own by doing something underhanded or something weird. When they don't know how to deal and talk to other people, that means they 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 they've never been there themselves. Well, they have a very bad memory, because when you've dealt with folks at the lowest tier, um, you know how to talk to people. You know, even when you get to the point where you're making hundreds of thousands of dollars, you know how to deal with people who are making your standard forty thousand, thirty thousand, twenty thousand, worrying about money. You know how to speak to them. With a respectful tone, right? It's very important, very, very important. Um, and so that—that's where—that's where I am in my career. And then these businesses are doing well, man. The businesses are doing well. You know, we're always shooting. We always have gigs lined up. Um, we, you know, coach is always training something. She always has a client. She's always doing these fitness challenges, and God is blessing that. You know, our our, our family church is doing <clears throat> doing well. God is blessing that. I want to say this to you. For you to get to where you want to be, you're definitely going to get there. Trust me, I've seen you. You're going to get there. But you have to be willing to take the advice of someone who's been there before you, 
someone who's willing to give you insight that they've seen. Not necessarily that they've been there, but God might have shown them or they might have had some some discernment concerning your situation. So you got to really be open to that. And uh, that's a little bit of my story. Not all of it, just a little bit of it, because I want you to understand that in order for you to live the life that you want to live, you might be at Burger King right now. You might be at McDonald's. You might be a clerk right now. You might be, you know, doing a job that's not netting you the, the money you have, you want, and you don't have a degree yet. Listen, it's okay. You have time. You can go back to school. <clears throat> you can... Uh, recreate yourself, put yourself in a better position. As long as you can stay humble and want to learn and be willing, um, from a corporate fi- uh, from a fi- from a corporate perspective, let me t- share with you one of the best things you can do to help you climb the ladder. Always be available and always have a good attitude. Even if you jack things up, I don't mind. I'm gonna say it one more time. If you want to climb the corporate ladder. There's two things you have to have. You got to always be available, never turn anything down, and then you always have to have a good attitude. Because even if you jacked the whole situation up, you were available when I needed you, and you had the right attitude. I can train you to do everything else. And that's really how I lived my live my life. And when I mentor people at work or even outside of work in personal business or in uh, 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 media business, always be available and have a good attitude and give more then you get. Give more than you get. What do you mean, Rock? Well, what I mean is give more than you get. If you're paying me $1,000, I'm going to give you $2,000 worth of work. Now, if you don't give me everything I need to give you that $2,000 worth of work, that's 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 neither here nor there. But always give more because that's going to strengthen the relationship. Are you hearing me, people? So, with that being said, I'm going to I'm going to shut this podcast down. Um, this is a little bit of my story. If it helps you, I, I was very transparent, I believe. Um, you, you know a little bit more about my personal business, um, which is cool. I'm okay with that. Um, what I want you to do is I want you to log on to Instagram, and I want you to follow me, Rock Mitchell. And I want you to say, hey, yo, I listen to the podcast. Dope stuff. And anybody that knows me that, that DMs me, I DM you right back. Hopefully, if the, if they show it to me. Don't hit me on Facebook because I don't check Facebook. I really don't. Hit me on uh, YouTube. You can hit me there as well. Not a problem there. All right, people. I love you. Don't forget to go on to hopemissionsgana.org and subscribe to give money. <laughs> uh, give some money there. All right, people. I appreciate you. Thank you. This has been 30 minutes of social advice where don't take that long to get right. Show it. It's your boy, Rock Mitchell. I'll holla at you. I'll talk to you soon. Peace.